0: welcome to dig it this is edge with my co-host Corey from Corey's digs speaker is out today he's on vacation so hope he's having a good time how you doing cory
1: i'm doing great i have so much in my brain ready to unleash in this episode it is going to be just packed full of information
0: right <laughs> my my brain is scrambled right now so I think yours is too you've been like digging for I know I'm like I'm,
1: I'm just gonna wing it I'm just I'm, I'm not even gonna like pull up notes or write down notes because there's just too much uh I, I've but you know what it is and you know how I do this while I'm like working on reports I'm still obviously paying attention to other news and in the meantime I'm seeing all these other dots connect so then I'll open up a document and I'll start you know grabbing links. And here's my theory. And this is going to connect to this and look into this later. And then boom, that goes down in my doc. And as time rolls on, it's like over the course of a few weeks, I'll have like 10 docs down in my documents down in my doc. And so I, I, but I don't have time to write them up because I'm in the middle of another, you know, report so I'm just going to ramble some of this stuff off today because it's really important information and there's so much going on right now. I feel like some of this might be being missed.
0: Oh, definitely. Absolutely. A lot of this stuff is getting missed. So I'm glad that we're going to be able to touch on some of these things. But yeah, I, going back to what you were saying, you are <laughs> definitely way more organized. I find myself going down rabbit holes and digging for hours and hours and then just like Putting it on a back burner and never returning to it, or just oh, I have know. those
1: too, though. <laughs> I have, I have like, so those. many of
0: those. I'm happy
1: to dish them over to you and have you write them up, Edge.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> if I only had all the time in the world, right? All right, so today uh. we're going to get into your latest article, which is part six of the 2030 psychological agenda: obedience training for pre-K through adults. We're going to talk about this so-called FDA approval of Moderna's COVID jab, as huh. well as Moderna's HIV experimental jab. And we're going to talk about the Biden regime regulating crypto and get into a good discussion about that. Then we definitely have to give some updates on these awesome freedom truckers in Canada and yeah. everything that's going on there. And... Uh, also need to talk about jeff zucker resigning from cnn so Mm -hmm. that is the latest in many many scandals to hit cnn (laughs) lately as well as the scottsdale school board getting served and fertilizer plant fires and bill gates so i'm interested to hear about that one let's start off i'm gonna
1: tie that one all up in with the whole crypto situation going on Believe it or not, oh <laughs> it right. okay.
0: I imagine your wall with all of these different articles.
1: I need, you know what I need to do? I'm like really tempted to just put a message out and say, I'm, I'm going dark for about two weeks so I can clean up my files. It's a freaking mess right now. Actually I'm, I'm organized and, but I go through spurts of chaos when I'm digging, you know, and then everything gets disorganized. So I I need, I, I seriously need like two weeks just to get organized and get some stuff done on my website too.
0: Welcome to my life, too. All right. Yes, but
1: you have children.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. All right. So let's first talk talk about some good news. The Scottsdale School Board getting served. And um, there's a really good clip here of how they got served and just some more information on how others can do it. So maybe we should just go ahead and play this or at least like the first three, four minutes of it and then discuss.
1: Definitely.
2: Human rights attorney Lee Dundas. The fact that Scottsdale Unified District was until recently being led by a 28 year old male attorney still living at home with his father who misused his mantle of trust as school board president to allow for a collection of minor school children's photos in his district to be warehoused on a personal computer or G-drive that he had access to, which also included such information as their families, dates of birth, property tax records, license plate numbers, vehicle records, divorce proceedings, criminal histories, financial records, mortgage records, and not least surveillance footage garnished from hidden cameras is nothing short of horrifying. Greenberg was elected to represent the families in this district, not to allow for the warehousing of a KGB-style dossier on drives he had access to. What we the people want to know, and what you as an entire school board should be asking, is whether this little go group was funded by taxpayer dollars or school monies, because this go group is something the Senator Joe McCarthy would have blushed about, and probably Hitler's Gestapo would have applauded. Further, Why in the heck is he still sitting on this board after this came to light? And by the way, who is bonding Mr. Greenberg? Surety bonds for elected officials exist to ensure the elected official uh, carries out their duties with integrity and fidelity. Pictures of little 8-year-old girls and 10-year-old girls being warehoused on a G-Drive he had access to in his own, is that how he executes his public duties with fidelity and integrity? There is one reason and only one reason I can think of that a 28-year-old man would have 8- and 10-year-old photos of children in this district on a G T-drive he had access to. And let me tell you, friends, it has nothing to do with integrity or fidelity. If I were a bond company, I wouldn't touch this man with a 10-foot pole and neither should
3: you. Hi, my name is Mickey Plann. And I'm holding in my hand the agreement that you recently signed in order to obtain $30 million in ESSER funds from the federal government. You've agreed to, you agreed to enforce strict mask policies, strict contact tracing policies, free vaccination clinics for teachers and students, and you've agreed to bring in federally funded social workers to enforce this agenda. Since receiving these funds, the teachers have been encouraging our children to take vaccinations and that their age of consent is five years old. Really? Since when are any of these teachers in the school district qualified to give medical advice to children? And since when in the history of our great nation have you ever wanted to take on that liability? And who is liability if one single child dies of a vaccine? Due to this very unfortunate circumstance, I stand before you today with a letter of intent to file a claim against your surety bond. Please be advised that you will be personally liable for up to $100,000 per claim and I have 10 claims if you do not resolve the following issues within the next five business days number one jan michael greenberg needs to resign number two remove all masking and testing requirements both on and off campus stop recommending them entirely number three close down any and all vaccine clinics to stop and stop recommending them to anyone from this day forward it will be the sole decision of the parents to make health related decisions for their children Number four, you must renegotiate all of your terms with regard to the most recent ESSER contract. Moving forward, every line item that you agreed to must be voted on by all of the parents. You must provide us your books, because at number five, we will perform an audit with regards to school spending as well as the spending of these ESSER funds over the past two years. And number six, you must. and I mean, you must re-
1: Uh oh, it's buffering. Well, just in case it doesn't come back on, so y'all know, She She walks up to them and ends up serving them one at a time and then the lady sitting off to the side starts yelling that she needs to step away and they shouldn't accept it. Are you there, Edge?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I guess the video crapped out on me there so
1: (laughs) yeah I'm just explaining to people so after the fact she went to serve them and then this lady off on the side who's keeping track of the time was like you can't be up there you can't serve them don't take the papers but she managed to get it out to most of them and then she walked off but essentially I'm sure she got them all served in the end so
0: yep yep and- lee,
1: lee is pure fire man yeah, i love that is. woman
0: <laughs> yeah i mean she, i first saw her and really made note of her when she did that um hearing with ron johnson uh just last week that we discussed because she's working with tom wrens on the whistleblowers in the military providing those do that dod information um as far as the adverse events with COVID jabs so, right with the
1: three military whistleblowers now yes. I, she, she has a website she's been giving out good tips for people for the last two years she's fantastic but yeah when I saw her uh don't mind the sirens in the background when I saw her um <laughs> in 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 that hearing she was fire there too she's just she's brilliant
0: yeah she is Herb. So I definitely wanted to know more about this whole, um, filing a claim against surety bonds of mm-hmm. public officials. And I went to this website, the bonds for it's, it's bond for the wind.com. And, um, on that website, there's a step-by-step guide here on mm-hmm. how other parents could follow suit just like this one.
1: Right. Yeah, and I've added that to the COVID resources page that you helped me create, Edge, uh, which people should bookmark because I'm always adding new resources to it. We have everything from medical, legal forms, job boards, and other critical info. So down underneath the um, legal actions, uh, I have have that website linked here. So everyone should check that out. But but one thing I want to say as as we're going to be going into my uh, part six of my report here on the education system and beyond is that <clears throat> this is fantastic and kudos to everyone who fights this because the whole system need, does need to change, but at the same time they're indoctrination camps. And so while battling this and getting rid of the, you know, the mandates is super important um, my God, on a psychological level, especially for children, they they need to hammer, you know, getting the cell programs, which encompasses CRT and a million others. They need to get all of that out. And so I, I still lean towards, you know, you, you got to do the homeschooling because it's just, it's just, uh, it's evil. I mean, read my nine part series that I've already published six parts and you'll see just how evil it is. And part six that we're going to talk about now is on the funders. So um, I'm not going to go through all the money flow, but I traced the money flow of some of the biggest funders of this agenda, which is all about human capital. So I'm going to read off some quotes and some key points that, um, that I dug up in here. And I'll tell you who some of the big funders are but you really need to go in here and read this to understand because it's the same damn people funding all the big agendas. And, and many of them in here are the same ones that are involved with the COVID agenda. So here's a call to action by the Carnegie Corporation of New York. An emerge emerging understanding of brain development has revealed a remarkable period of elasticity during adolescence Nearly a second infancy and a second chance to capitalize on rapid change to build the habits of mind that support a thriving adulthood. They're so excited about this.
0: Capitalize on it.
1: Yeah, right. we must capitalize on it because what they're doing is they're building a future workforce. And this is pre-K through adult. It's essentially cradle to grave. From birth, they want your, their hands on your children. And they want to manipulate parents and community to integrate these brainwashing programs to reinforce it. And they want to split the mom. They want her working like they've been working on for for decades here so that they can control and take over the children, their minds, their beliefs, their ideologies, all of it. So they get into the the ROI, the return on investment. which which I covered in a previous chapter, Um, but they say that the programs will generate an average return of $11 per $1 invested. And I break down uh, Professor James H, uh, sorry, James J. Heckman, um, Professor of Economics at the University of Chicago, where he directs the Economics Research Center and the Center for the Economics of Human Development since 1973, which coincidentally, (laughs) University of Chicago, they dedicate to and say, technically Rockefellers are the founders. Well, Castle, the program creators of the cell program are based out of Chicago, which is also co-founded by Eileen Rockefeller-Growald. So you can see Chicago is a hub for this.
0: Right. So not surprising.
1: No, not at all. And so, you know, and then and then we have Pritzker in on this action over there too, which I covered in a previous chapter, but they get into, it's really disturbing. I cover this study that they're, that they're basing a lot of this on that goes back years where they tracked people for 30 years collecting data. And it has to do with the treatment. They refer to it as the treatment group. So instead of the child, and, and, and now this was on disadvantaged African-American children from birth to age five, and they created this treatment group as a control group where they received high quality treatment versus others who utilized, you know, alternative child care centers or in-home care, because in-home care is not good enough. You have to go to their treatment centers where they are literally... Teaching nine hours a day, five days a week, and you mean
0: brainwashing and indoctrinating? Yes. (laughs) yes.
1: Imagine. I mean, my God, forty-five hours of brainwashing a week, and so they allege that those that were in the that were treated were um, turned out better as far as um, being more capable in the future workplace. Uh, higher IQ, less crime, yada, yada. And then they say, but what it it really does is it gives mom the opportunity to work while leaving her child in this treatment center. And so Pritzker has been fighting, um, him and Heckman had been, been fighting since in 2017, they were saying, we need to get this program rolling, starting at birth, they wanted the administration, and now this 2017, they were asking, they were urging the new administration to subsidize early childhood education from birth to age three and expand access to preschool starting at age four, which I've talked about the whole uh, build back better with the 400 billion for preschool. This is why they want this. So it's all about building up the workforce and controlling the minds of the children and separating them from their parents. It's, it's really quite scary and they don't hide that. They say the ABC slash care which were the two different studies that were done <clears throat> improved the economic prospects of treated children and their mothers allowing the latter to enter the workforce and increase earnings while their children gained the foundational skills to make them more productive in the future workforce which is their workforce.
0: Right. They just want automatons that do and and say everything they've been programmed to do.
1: Yep. It's, it's mass scale obedience training. Yeah. So in the private sector funders, I kick off with the, uh, and this is not all of them, obviously. I just, I grabbed, you know, it takes time to trace the money. So I grabbed a big chunk of them that I could see played a very integral role in this. And, of course, Rockefeller Philanthropy Advisors plays a very big role, but I covered them in Chapter 3, so I referenced that here. Then we have the international, and this is an interesting one, that the Rockefellers support and fund the International Commission on Financing Global Education Opportunity which was allegedly co-convened in 2015 by the Prime Minister of Norway, Presidents of Malawi, Indonesia, and Chile, and the Director General of UNESCO, and is chaired by the United Nations Special Envoy for Global Education, Gordon Brown, and supported by 26 high-level commissioners consisting of former heads of state and government and leaders in various fields, which of course includes Jim Yong Kim, I've reported on extensively, former World Bank president, Jack Ma, I think everyone knows who that is, Lawrence Summers, good buddy of the Clintons. In fact, all of these guys are good buddies of the Clintons. And their goal, which has 300 partners in 105 countries <laughs> pushing the sell program, this is how big this is, <clears throat> is, in, is to meet the UN's sustainable development goal number four, which is ensuring inclusive and quality education and promoting lifelong learning for all lifelong obedience training.
0: Right. Right.
1: Absolutely. Brought to
0: you by the United Nations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they established the finance facility for education as the finance engine for lower middle income countries, or as they put it 80% of the world's children. And they want $475 billion to scale up ed tech because they want to use all the apps they're developing to brainwash children through smartphones and other ed tech. And another $498 billion to make sure data usage is affordable for all. So in other words, to get everyone wired up and hooked in. Right. And they say that their, um, <laughs> their goal here is to Summon the best evidence necessary to inform what we present today, an agenda for action that will add up to the largest expansion of educational opportunity in modern history. So,
0: Such a nice way of saying we want to basically hook everybody up to the Borg and brainwash them from cradle to grave. (laughs)
1: right right so that's what i'm saying i mean yes fight fight the schools if you have to stay in public schools but my god your work is cut out for you because you got to chop away at all of this as well so then we have the fetzer institute which i covered in part three that the part three is a definite a must read and then of course lo and behold the bill and melinda gates foundation
0: shocker there
1: I know, and they <laughs> they they've put, of course, you know, with practically single handedly funding Common Core. Of course, they're very involved in this. So, in October 2010, uh, well, I won't even start reading it. We'll just okay. So their goal is to uh, they, they funded the Aspen Institute, which created the National Commission the National Commission on Social, Emotional, and Academic Development. Ah, I'm telling you what, Carnegie Corporation also funded them. So this is to, the, these funds are to support the creation of the National Commission on Social, Emotional, and Academic Development that seeks to harness the research emerging in social and emotional development and kindred fields to further explore the evidence base for improving student outcomes by integrating social and emotional development into the design of pre-K through 12 educational programs and teaching and learning and to examine the implications for policy and practice. They have put so much money. These people, I'm telling you what, they run, they run policy. They control, they control it all. They fund it all. So, and, and then, of course, they put $550,000 towards CASEL, for the purposes of uh, building capacity to enable Castle to assume, support, and sustain the highest leverage role in the field of cell in order to make, to help make evidence-based cell an integral part of every child's education, preschool through high school. They say preschool through high school, but it's, it's lifelong. And- cell,
0: When you say cell, it's the social, emotional,
1: learning social Le- emotional social learning.
0: emotional learning that just to me is a fancy way of saying social engineering right mm-hmm. i mean we are creating our next activists in whatever it is you know when we need our foot soldiers to get out into the streets and protest like blm or antifa or whatever the case is We are basically fostering that by, you know, these kinds of programs, right? Social and emotional. What is this social and emotional stuff, right? If you really- Oh yeah, it's all about
1: building behavior, character traits, personality, um, emotional regulation. And they even have devices for that. (laughs) that That will, you could like wear a watch and it'll like buzz you if your emotions are out of control. I mean, it's, it's, wow. they've completely stripped down academics to where three quarters of it is now this shit, which is embedded. It's not like a class. It is embedded throughout your entire day. And they've brought it out into the community and into the workforce all the way up. This is an entire psychological agenda for the masses. It goes way beyond school and it starts at birth and wow. they want digital citizenship curriculum is what they call it. They are already referring to us as digital citizens and global citizens for their one world order. So I won't go into a ton of detail on this because we have so much more to cover, Um, but there's so many bombshells in here and so many connections and I I list all these people and when I'm done with this whole series, I'm gonna have a recap list of over 300 names um, of people and foundations and organizations involved in this crap. Um, so then we go down. And of course, who did the evidence-based research? Of course, we funded for Harvard to do it because that's how they roll with all their agendas. They fund Harvard and and they fund others too, to pull out their studies, but ultimately they always bring Harvard into it. Um, and then of course we have Chan Zuckerberg initiative and I, I, he was covered partially in part three as well, because he was involved in some of the smartphone apps that are, training brains. That's what they call it, training brains. And it was really interesting when I was doing this section because I'm like, huh, isn't that interesting? They literally bounced back and forth between Chan Zuckerberg and Carnegie Corporation. They funded the same agenda, but they took turns. So like one year, Zuckerberg would, the next year or the next two years, Carnegie would, it, just to keep bringing that agenda to its its next level. Very interesting. And then, so then the next section, of course, is Carnegie Corporation. And then we have the Wallace Foundation, who had uh, very, very ambitious goals with (laughs) running pilots in multiple school districts, which this program's already rolled out. I mean, it's all preschools are like locked in. And most states already have this either integrated into elementary, you know, junior high and or high school. And then we have the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. They funded a heck of a lot in this as well. And then in one of the key plays they made in 2017 is they partnered with the National Association of State Boards of Education with a $500,000 grant that basically bought them a direct link to the network of school boards to help push this agenda through. And so then in January of this year, this just happened. And I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, is it pa- Paola? Paola Damaria? That's uh, a good Something yeah, a good close guess. to that. <laughs> the former superintendent of public instruction for Ohio State became the new president of the National Association of State Boards of Education. So I just took a quick look to see what he was all about. And of course, he had recently submitted, uh, well, not recently, it was in June 2019, He penned a letter to Ohio parents, families, caregivers, educators, and community partners, all excited about the cell programs that they're rolling out and how they can integrate it into their schools across the board. So highly recommend going in here and seeing this is is the evidence and the proof of the money flow part of it. And the next um, chapter is on the federal and state funding and the millions, likely billions actually, that have gone into that and the legislation they're pushing on this it's uh like i said no shortage of predators
0: (laughs) right it is massive and of course it has to be if you want to completely brainwash the entire public from cradle to grave it would have to be a massive project including many many funders billions of dollars lawmakers uh, big tech. I mean, everybody's got their hands in this. Um, yeah.
1: Global. I mean, yeah. when I found that, that international commission, good, good lord. Right.
0: Yeah. So definitely check out Corey's report. We'll leave a link in the description for you guys. And uh, it's a must read, especially if you have school-aged kids. But it, it seems like it's an agenda that's going to affect all of us in some way, shape, oh, or it- form
1: it is it is i I just got a chamber of commerce email the other day um from a town in a blue state (laughs) and and they're talking about how businesses need to start integrating diversity equity and inclusion into their practices and that character this whole thing is about character and behavior and acceptance
0: right because we want these criminals teaching character to our children Mm -hmm. great idea
1: (laughs) all right and through businesses and communities yeah this is is lifelong lifelong learning obedience training all All right right, moving on
0: so switching uh stories to the moderna so-called fda approval uh that happened this week i wanted to clear some things up so this week they um the FDA put out a press release to which of course the big pharma pushers and the mockingbird media echoed, you know, FDA approves Moderna COVID vaccine. And of course this is, <laughs> they're, they're doing this to boost confidence in the COVID jab program. Right. Of course, but mm-hmm. gotta read the fine print. So it is the same old song and dance as what we saw with Pfizer and their so called FDA approval. So I wanted to point out the similar similarities and the fine print of it. So um, in the fine print of the approval letter, if you scroll down to the footnote number nine.
1: (laughs) It's always in the footnotes.
0: (laughs) Right, right. It says the licensed vaccine has the same formulation as the EUA authorized vaccine and the products can be used interchangeably Um, to provide the vaccination series without presenting any safety or effectiveness concerns the products are legally distinct with certain differences that do not impact safety or effectiveness we heard the same sort of language with that so-called Pfizer FDA approval did we not I love
1: how I love how they're letting us know there's no concern over 20,000 dead no concern Oh, that probably just cut us from YouTube, but oh,
0: well. (laughs) Moving on, whether we're on YouTube or not. Additionally, additionally on the FDA um, press release, it says here that the spike vax, gotta love that name, who came up with the name for Moderna's COVID jab? Spike vax? (laughs) Really? Oh,
1: my God. I didn't know that. That's news to me.
0: Yeah, so spike vax can be used wow. interchangeably with the EUA wow. Moderna COVID vaccine to provide the COVID-19 vaccination series. Also going back to this FDA approval letter in the footnote number 11.
1: That is an article all in itself with just the headline, Moderna called the jab spike vax. Right. you even need content, just publish the headline. That's insane.
0: Okay, so here we go footnote number 11 although spikevax and comirnaty are approved to prevent covid-19 in certain individuals within the scope of the moderna covid-19 vaccination authorization there is not sufficient approved vaccine available for distribution to this population and its entirety at the time of the reissuance of the EUA.
1: Identical, identical to Addy.
0: Yep, yep. So there you have it. It's the same bait and and switch that we've seen, the same old song and dance. So just wanted to clear that up for everybody um, because, of course, this was to boost confidence in Uh the (laughs) population by doing another bait and switch
1: yeah Ah, good lord that's that's that that might who knows that might hurt them more than it helped them there because now we can prove a point that here they go again you know
0: right right exactly
1: unbelievable yet believable some things
0: never change
1: no all right so even on Even on the HIV front, they don't change.
0: (laughs) Yes, I was just going to (laughs) say. All right, so you had some things to mention about this.
1: Um, I haven't even had a chance to read the article. I've been so swamped. But I just saw the headline, and I saw that Gates was funded it, and that was about all I needed to know. So here they are again, year, oh, I don't have the year in my head, but I want to say it's over 30 years now that they've been, uh, that that Gates and the Global Fund have been, basically taking taxpayer dollars through grants through a government like billions um i've traced all that money and uh well over 90 billion but to uh, you know allegedly come up with a vaccine for hiv aids which that's that's a whole ball of wax i'm not even going to get into right now and so here we are (laughs) again now we're, we're in another trial and we're working on uh, using Moderna's MRNA technology for this one. And it's once again, partly funded by Bill Gates. So uh, I haven't had a chance. I don't know if you read this full article or not, but essentially when I see, okay, they're now going to use the MRNA technology and somehow miraculously after 30 years come up with this vaccine that can allegedly help hiv aids which which again i'm not even going to get into because that whole thing is a whole a whole ball of wax there um
0: right that's like an hour-long conversation on the whole fauci hiv uh the testing that they did that was completely unethical Um, on various medications and so forth. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge rabbit hole, huge rabbit hole
1: there. Read Celia Farber's book. Um, She was boots on the ground during those days, uh, meeting in person with scientists. Uh, She's phenomenal. Celia Farber. I I can't even think of the name of her book right now. I actually have it. Um, She's a sweetheart and she did fantastic work on that whole industry. So so there we go. Summed up in a minute instead of 10 hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yeah, when you hear the the combination of Bill Gates, HIV, vaccine, Moderna, mRNA. Yeah, you, just Ouchie. red flags, red flags everywhere. Deborah
1: Burks, Yeah, the whole ball of wax. All, all of right. Them.
0: We're going to have to keep an eye on that one so um i think we should talk about this whole thing that's going on with crypto i know that you have a lot to say of uh, on it um i have some things to add but of course you know the news is that the biden regime is going to come out with an executive order soon on regulating crypto
1: yeah so (laughs) this one's a beast so i covered a fair amount about this in part four of the um, global landscape on vaccine ID passports leading to blockchain and human enslavement and all that good stuff. And um, so, so I'm always, you know, keep kind of keeping tabs on what's going on in the world of crypto and blockchain and food security, um, because it's all going to tie together. They're going to control our food security through those mechanisms, ultimately, <clears throat> as well as many other ways they're working on and so what we have is while all this is going on with the truckers which is you know phenomenal fantastic um behind the scenes right now we've got this this massive push going on we've got visa in a pilot program which mastercards already roll already done and completed and now visa's rolling out their um pilot program on digital currency and let me just read to you one thing here this is a, from part four of my report from last year um so this i don't know this was several months back Visa has applied for 159 blockchain related patents that involve making transactions more secure and using biometrics to verify someone's identity. In 2020, Visa filed a patent to create a blockchain based digital currency with the goal of replacing cash. The company has indicated it wishes to act as a central entity computer that creates a digital currency using a serial number and denomination of physical currency. This patent would apply to all digital currencies, Ethereum, CBDCs, Pounds, Yen, and Euros. Last year, Visa partnered with Ethereum to connect its payment network of 60 million merchants to the U.S. dollar coin, uh, USDC, developed by Circle Internet Financial, and Trust, a partner of the Good Health Pass, recently contracted by the UK to produce digital COVID certificates, announced its visa ready certified partnership and visa fintech partnership in June, 2021. In July Binance, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange with a 2 trillion trading volume last year, rolled out a visa debit card that automatically converts users crypto assets to local currency. So this is how serious this crap is. This is how far along these people already are. Mastercard, like I said, already rolled theirs out. And what we've got now is Biden they're they're about to release this executive order that's going to basically establish a framework and regulations on cryptocurrency which will quickly roll into their whole CBDC digital currency plan which will then lock through to our banks to try to control our spending. And so what we, we've got like Walmart rolling out, um, we've got, so basically, okay, this is what I envisioned. I'm not saying this is something I've read. This is just something I've envisioned happening. Let's say you go into a Walmart to shop or target and you get to the register with cash and they say, Oh man, we're not ex- accepting cash anymore. But here it's real easy peasy. Just go over there to the customer service counter, hand them your cash, and they'll replace it with an automatic, uh, like essentially like a digital card, digital ID debit card that will will link into your bank account and and we'll just convert this right over for you. You know, so so right. and, and they've already got like Walmart's already talked about their own digital currency, their own wallet. Um and so this is this is moving much quicker than I would like because they've already got tons of data scraped and in place and they've got big techs already got the wallets and now we've got the credit card companies locked in and it's it's gonna reach a point where it's like flipping a switch yeah and I'm not trying to like scare people I'm just trying to let you know how far along this is I mean it is what it is I don't I I, you know I don't want to sugarcoat it um, yeah, they've so, been
0: working on the rollout of the CBDCs across multiple countries for years. Right. And, of course, we know that all of this so-called regulation of crypto, as you said, it's really just because they don't want the competition for their cbdc their central bank digital currency that they're planning to roll out which obviously is going to be tied to the digital identity for full control which you've reported on extensively but they're mm-hmm. pitching it as you know this is a way that we have oversight of crypto because you know all the big you know, all the biggest criminals in the world want to have oversight on this crypto here because they're worried about the dark money that's being exchanged you know the criminals are exchanging dark money through crypto yeah right. Th- these criminals are worried about other criminals activities yeah right, right. no it's it's
1: it, the problem too is you know like there's conservatives that think pe- people and people and legislators that think they this is a good thing and that You know, and I'm sure I'm going to get some argumentative, debative comments here, but I'm sorry. I've always seen crypto as a way of calling people in to the digital currency where they can control you. And the more people they got on that, the more they could try to make their case for why they need to do this. And so they set the stage well. And you've got like Abbott, Governor (laughs) Abbott signed two bills last year on blockchain and, and cryptocurrency. And people probably aren't even aware of that. And, and they do this in a way, and I'm not saying, I don't know him. I've never dug into him. So I don't know how wise he is to all this or isn't, but I, I guarantee you, there are legislators out there that, that, you know, haven't, are not aware of the full, full on agenda of all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by, by thinking that, oh, crypto, this is going to be helpful for our people. This is going to give them a means of a way to transact in, you know, to stay away from the government. Only we're now going to set it up. So so it's being put in this, in, in the lo- a different light, a shiny light that makes it seem like they're helping people, but they're not. Yeah. And so people need to pay attention. I haven't had time to look it up, but I looked into it and there are a butt ton of states right now that have been introducing legislation pertaining to crypto and blockchain. So people need to get on the ball with this and pay attention to what is going on in their state.
0: Right. I think a lot of investors are savvy to this. Um, So I see it as a good thing and a bad thing. As long as people realize what the full agenda is, some people are using, right, some people I think are using it, it's like using their own weapons against them, like, and, and for example, if you take Gab, I know that Torba over at Gab has used uh, crypto as a way to uh, to fund and sustain his business because he was getting debanked and, right, so, right. Um, and so I understand that perspective and a lot of people are just riding waves, you know, like I right. see it as a good investment opportunity now, but they understand what's happening in the long term. And of course, right. I've always, like you said, had questions about the origins of Bitcoin in particular, who actually originated it? And mm-hmm. was it um, all kind of by design in order to create this market so that it would be sort of this easy transition? To a central bank digital currency, so yeah, I am aware of the full agenda. I think there are many people who are investors in um, crypto who are also aware of it, but are using it for now um, as an advantage rather than
1: right. And the you know that's that I could see that I could see that as as a smart move to a certain degree, um, as long as you get out on time and. I don't know i personally won't touch it i i I don't want to i don't want to jump into that swamp but if people are savvy enough to do that get in and get out and you know but it's it's also at the same time it's 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 moving this agenda forward so
0: yeah i understand and look speaking about agenda moving forward i mean we obviously have seen china um they've completely outlawed crypto and mining because of their rollout of central bank digital currencies. And then we have talk of Russia and India. Um, I know that um, with India, apparently, uh, they're making the news again just a day after announcing the terms of of their crypto bill. And investors are not happy about it. So many investors thought that the country's plan to implement a 30% tax on crypto assets was bad enough. Now, the Indian government is clarifying that the tax doesn't even make crypto trading legal. (laughs) Rather, it says the tax will help the country to track illicit activity on the blockchain. Of course. Right. And then so Russia's um, central bank came out and said they had advised um, that there should be a full ban on crypto. But Putin apparently is pushing back on that. He's not too happy about that idea. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I think that Putin is aware of the ge- the agenda as well where this is all going. So oh, yeah. it's, it's not just the Biden regime. It's obviously other major players as well that are making these shifts and it does seem to be a hot topic it definitely seems like they're trying to roll this out fast
1: yeah yeah alarmingly fast i'm not liking it so
0: and um (laughs) accordingly crypto has been um you know sort of in the slumps lately. So, um, you know, I don't really follow it on the day to day, but definitely there's market reaction to all this sort of regulation.
1: Right, right. So Oh my goodness. I'm telling you what. Well, and it all ties in to the um if if you go to my Gab post, edge, it all ties in to controlling our food system and So we already know we've got a a whole convergence of things going on right now. We've got Biden and Trudeau who set the stage to screw the truckers and and mess up the supply chain even worse so they can try and crash the economy. We got them coming at farmers from every angle. We've got the increased rates in fertilizer and we've got a fertilizer, big, big fertilizer plant that just exploded. A few days ago, which, you know, is going to hurt. And if you just look back, you'll see that Bill Gates is heavily invested in their, their breakthrough energy group with Bezos and Gates and Bloomberg. And I believe Branson's a part of that too, even though his name rarely gets mentioned, uh, cause I covered them a long time ago in, uh, the Island report that I did. And so, they have been. They have set aside a billion dollars to go towards nine companies to invest in, uh, basically, an alternative for fertilizer. And they recently put in. Um, in 2019, they invested 70 million into uh, gene-edited bacteria made by Pivot Bio. They already conducted 11,000 trials, allegedly. That found that its flagship product yielded better harvest than chemical fertilizer in 13 different U.S. states. So this is uh, another another way they're trying to. I believe you know he look he. I mean it's just so transparent. They're buying up all the damn farmland. They've already invested in this alternative fertilizer. Now we have this fertilizer plant go up in flames and and we've got already have an increase i think it's at like four times the rate right now with on fertilizer so there's concern about them being able to grow corn which coincidentally this particular gene editing editing bacteria the first place they want to utilize it is for farmers for their corn and um i'm trying to see in this article here let's see so it, by editing the genes in the bacteria, Pivot Bio helps to activate them in the presence of nitrogen fertilizer. Farmers can then spray the bacteria in liquid form onto the seed itself. And so I have to ask the question, what the hell's in this? I mean, we've already got them developing lettuce with vaccines in it. And they've talked numerous times about putting vaccines in our food. So after they work on the corn, they're moving to the wheat and the rice. So this is, this is concerning to me.
0: Right. Full control of the food supply with Bill Gates at the helm. Nothing to worry about there. And um, I think the key question for pretty much anything Bill Gates touches is what the hell's in this?
1: Right. (laughs) Right. There's a headline. (laughs) (laughs) And then we can just bullet point all his little projects. What the hell's in this? (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. All right. So um,
0: moving on to some good news.
1: Yes. Let's bring some good news.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the Freedom Truckers. This is just so awesome to see. It's still going strong. I think we should open up this segment with this video that you wanted to show um, of the police. And I believe this is actually in Alberta, just by looking at the background, although he's talking about Ottawa here, um, where the uh, truckers are, are... having a conversation with the police and then so we'll play that and then we will get into some of the happenings with the freedom truck convoy and uh protest all right
1: yeah this is a good interact good exchange good interaction here we're going through
4: and removing the trucks on our own along with the people associated to it this is the message that we've been given from the people that are in charge, and this is what we are handing off to you. Clearly, the most important thing is that this is done in a safe manner, in the most, the most efficient manner. You guys are all, you guys are all here to support your livelihood. We all get that. You know, we're doing a job too. And the worst thing, the worst thing for you guys is to end up having a truck seized or impounded or forfeited to the crown because of what's happening here today. is not what we want to have happen. So for the last four days, these guys have been working to try to get the same message across to you, to get everybody moving on their own, making the right decision so that this thing happens in the best way for you guys moving, moving forward. I think it's pretty clear nationally that the message that you're trying to get across in one way or another has been has been given. Everybody knows what's going on here. Now it's just a matter of what do you do next? How long can you stay? Forever. Well, we're, we, can we're, we can stay, we're stay. Yeah. 2 weeks. And we will work. stay.
5: Yeah. And no, we will stay. We will stay. We we can make this easy too yeah. for you guys yeah. is by you guys working with us. Yeah. Like the, we're we're in this together. We all want the same thing. We want this stuff done. Yep. the no whole mandates. mandates they have to be finished and we're not here to, to cause issues the minute restrictions get taken down we'll leave we get we'll leave. that the message has been delivered we get but it, it. Hasn't yeah. helped like everything's still the same that's right Nothing this whole media thing that we're just a little fringe minority there is more and more happening just so you guys know you guys
4: this like is not country. a
5: small fringe minority okay well, what's your name sir my name is George George yes I, I appreciate you bringing that out and mm-hmm. talking on
4: behalf of the group. Right. You've know, we've got to have somebody that's willing to speak up and talk. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's why I'm here today, mm-hmm. to be the one on behalf of the RCMP that's speaking up and talking to you guys. Right. What we have been told to impart upon you is that today is the day that we're opening the highway. And the reason that that's happening is because we've been instructed to do so by
5: the people that are in charge of us. So when will so you guys when will you stand say, up for us? When you like, say are you guys not tired? Like, do you not have families? Absolutely. Do you not have families that this affects? Yes. Like, this is the time where we all work together. We need you guys to make a choice as well today to stand with us to make this change. Amen. We have mm-hmm. so much going on right now. We have so much support right now. You guys can decide to say F you to your superiors okay. and say, we're not doing this anymore.
4: It's happened in other police forces.
5: You know, it has to, it, okay, you guys, popular. well, There's I know that. option that we have. Well, yes, you do. Yes, it you is. Do. You have the option. You have the option. We
2: that's the one it, you choice do it. you do, do it right
5: have in Canada. Do it right yeah. now. Yeah, do exactly. It. You have the option. You'd you you you, you. you. You rather come in strong yeah, right?
1: exactly. that,
5: a strong arm, no negotiations. Yeah, exactly. That's more it. Important than, than that's everyone
4: else's. not an option. You say you want to take us by force?
1: You can try! <laughs> the guy at the end got shushed really fast by all the truckers standing there. <laughs> There's always got to be one of those.
0: But I hear that uh, tensions are on the rise in Alberta between the police and the uh, protesters there, who were were, um, on Wednesday trying to work something out um, with opening up a lane. And I think that's all kind of uh, gone to the wayside. There's been more tensions rising since then um on working with the police on 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 this as far as letting um other protesters and support come to the convoy or the uh to the protesters um in their blockade and stuff so a lot of uh a lot of uh, heated moments happening in the last um God, it's just several it's so- days over there
1: insane it's so insane the 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 police are supposed to protect the people you know if they would just get behind the people we could put an end to all of this
0: exactly exactly so several stories to update you on the freedom truckers um i'm going to start with this one here too so the mayor of ottawa uh the freedom truckers that are in parked in ottawa he reportedly uh, tried to contact some tow trucks to get them out to move the Freedom Truckers. But that was a no-go from the truck companies in the area who are in solidarity, apparently. And the rumor <laughs> has it, they uh, use the Trudeau excuse of, oh, sorry, we can't show up because we all have COVID so um that didn't work out so well in ottawa and similarly in alberta it looks like the police were trying to get some smaller tow trucking companies to um tow these trucks in the um in the alberta area and they all refused as well saying that they just didn't want to get involved
1: now i did see one video i didn't actually hit play on it i just saw the headline in the video about one one tow truck driver that that refused to even uh roll his window down to talk to the people whose truck he was gonna tow did you see that one
0: i heard some rumblings about one particular tow truck company that was gonna help out but i haven't heard anything since and i'm just not sure how vetted that information was so i didn't like can spread it right. around because i I haven't heard anything more since so it seems like in for the most part the tow truck companies are in solidarity with the freedom truckers and not willing to comply as they should be yeah so some other good news that's come out of um this freedom truck protest um is it's really shaking up the conservative party in canada And Mm. so the Conservative Party in general has been really supportive of the Freedom Convoy, except for their leader, O'Toole. So the great news this week is that um, the Canadian Conservative um, leader has been ousted um, Mm -hmm. from the Conservative Party. Um, over in part um, due to his uh, lack of support for the Freedom Truckers, but many other things. Generally speaking, he ran on being a conservative and he ended up bringing the party more into a uniparty system and mm. really just no opposition to the leadership, to Trudeau's um, you know, regime in Canada. Yeah. So he has been ousted this week. And guess who they put in place in the interim? This lovely lady.
1: (laughs) Are you (laughs) going to play it?
0: Yeah. You want me to play it?
1: Yeah. Okay. This is only 30 seconds.
0: Yeah. This is uh, Candace Burgeon. So hold on one second.
2: and I apologize, that that Minister is misleading Canadians. I do get very defensive of Canadians who are outside today, patriotic, peace-loving Canadians, who are called misogynists and racist by the Prime Minister. So again, I will ask the Prime Minister, who may I remind this House wore blackface on more times than he can remember, apologize to the peace-loving, patriotic Canadians who are outside right now just asking to be heard. Will he speak to them?
4: The honorable uh, government house leader.
1: Amen, amen, we need more people like that.
0: Yeah, so that's the new interim conservative party leader and it looks like the conservative party is definitely moving uh, more to the right and definitely showing much more support now um, for the or should be showing under her leadership, uh, more support for the truckers, because she um, has definitely um, shown her support for the truckers. And so another good thing, and this is kind of um, still developing. So it's hard to say where we're at with this. But as of Wednesday, the um, rural assembly members um, in rural Alberta, had agreed um, to come to negotiate with the freedom truckers in the Alberta area. And so they were going to have a meeting, um, to lift all COVID mandates in rural Alberta. However, um, the conservative party there denied these reports, (laughs) And, you know, just saying that, oh, the UCP caucus chair says some Alberta restrictions are likely to be lifted within days. So what's the difference here? I think what happened, well, Ezra, Ezra Levant, who's over at Rebel News and has been providing some great reporting, Rebel News has been doing some great reporting on the Freedom Trackers, He's kind of given the inside scoop here, saying that Jason Kenney, who was the premier there um, in the Alberta area, was saying, uh, who said earlier this this week that the freedom trucker protest was no longer lawful, and basically uh, implying that um, police action was going to be taken. And since then, we did see some police movement um, since he spoke out. Well, now it looks like Jason Kenney has asked these angry assembly members, uh, rural assembly members in the Alberta area to delay their announcement of the deal with the truckers so that Kenny himself could first announce it and take the credit. And so that it could not be seen as giving into their demands and that Kenny may be worried that he's going to get the Aaron O'Toole treatment, which Aaron O'Toole, as I just mentioned, has been ousted this week. So it looks like we may even see some of these lifting of mandates, but without the admission that it was the freedom or truckers who were responsible, but we know who's responsible, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So um, another thing to look out for is that in the city of Ottawa, they're trying to um, get a hold of the money in this GoFundMe by um, initiating court proceedings, the talks of initiating court proceedings. Yeah, Hmm. and, and justification of it saying, look, oh, you know, they've got to pay for all of the police force and they've got to pay for all of the cleanup that these... Um, awful law-breaking freedom truckers are committing but based off of everything that I've seen and I've been watching a lot of live streams of this stuff they have been nothing but very clean very respectful and law-abiding so yeah it's just a way of them trying to to shut it down
1: I've been cracking up at some of the memes and videos going around of the um, neighbors and people complaining of the honking that they haven't been able to sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've, well. po- <laughs> they've been triggered. A lot of people have been yeah. triggered on this. Yeah. Um, so the Ottawa police chief, so he's not able to get the tow truckers to help him out and getting these trucks uh, moved. So the Ottawa police chief came out this week and was saying that, you know, we may have to have military aid, right? Like I just uh. don't I don't have enough police force here i mean it would take fifty thousand officers to attempt something here so we may need military aid right and it was just a big scare tactic of which um trudeau has completely backed off of um saying that you know what no 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 military uh we're this is not something we're looking into right now there's no question Mm. of is he still in hiding i think so (laughs) I think he's still in hiding I'm not sure if he's visiting family or if he has COVID even though he's twice shot up and and boosted (laughs) and everything I think
1: he's I think he's triple dosed I've seen some great memes on that too kudos to the artists out there for making me laugh
0: (laughs) yep so I just wanted to point out and give props out to some of these live streams I will say there's lots of live streams you can find of what's going on but as you can see youtube's taking them down as quick as they go up and same thing with facebook and other you know big techs um, right taking these live streams down but there have been some i've been watching this one at brian band i believe is what they're called uh brighton's thoughts okay and yeah. then there's also um uh, Viva Frey, he's a great, um, he's a great one. He's a, an attorney that um, has done a lot of recov- coverage, I believe, on uh, various things. But um, he's been uh, doing a lot of live streams, um, interviewing a lot of f- these freedom truckers and just completely dispelling the, um, the mainstream media narrative that they're all, uh, you know, just criminals and, and you know, not law abiding citizens and so forth. So,
1: right. Awesome. And then
0: obviously uh, Rebel News, they they um, do live streams as well of, uh, you know, of these happenings with the Freedom Truckers. So
1: yeah, so good sources for anyone who wants to follow this.
0: Yeah, yeah. So thought we would close out with um, some more good news. Winning, winning, winning. CNN is imploding. <laughs> um, latest news is Zucker's out. So you have any thoughts on that?
1: yay i haven't turned on cnn and well i think ever ever <laughs>
0: <laughs> except for so, when you're at the airport
1: what's that except for oh when no i don't even airport. i don't even do airports i road trip so <laughs> i can't remember the last time i flew
0: right right so everybody's of course wondering because there's this has just been you know scandal after scandal i mean it wasn't just Zucker I mean you have to consider that this is coming after the Cuomo story and then the bigger news in my opinion is um of the um the the child sex abuse and the child trafficking by one of their um producers so um you know this is just the latest but then also their their ratings have been tanking I think it was the latest one was like 90 percent um, wow. down 90%. <laughs> so, um, of course, everybody's wondering, you look, is, is the story of Zucker and Golas the real reason why Zucker, Zucker is stepping down? I think not. I think that there's probably an attempt here to kind of whitewash, come up with the least damaging reason, um, and then skip out. Uh, before anything else comes out and i'm certainly not the only person thinking this um you know there's rumblings that there's more to come more Mm. to come down the pipe it's just going to get worse and worse but um Mm. yeah i think we uh it's definitely
1: shut him down completely
0: not the end of this story yep but i think this we're we're watching the death spiral Of CNN in real time, and it's glorious.
1: It is glorious. Now, let's get all the other mainstream news on there and crash them all.
0: Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) I don't think anybody listens to them, anyways. I think they prefer podcasts, Joe Rogan, and alternative media. And basically, if you have a cell phone, you are the media now. They like
1: just that's right
0: hearing from the real people what's happening on the ground in these situations rather than what is going to be filtered through these yeah. uh mockingbird media yeah so winning 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 all right man i think that uh pretty much wraps it up for <laughs> this show Corey. <laughs>
1: this <is> a lot <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> all right guys holy cow Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today on Dig It with myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. And Speaker will be back hopefully next week after being refreshed from his vacation. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, GabTV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.
3: Thank you.